This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 12 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, presented by Equestrian Life, exclusive coverage of the world of dressage. We would like to thank our sponsors, Equestrian Life. They can be found at equestrianlife.com and Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Copper Stanfield in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Heather Blitz in SBR, Denmark, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show presented by Equestrian Life. Hi, Heather. It's great to be back again this week. I'm really excited for my second show today. Well, we're excited to have you back again. It was fun last week, and we'll have fun again today. We have a fun show um, coming up this week. Of course, Chris is still off um, having a little downtime. She'll be back next week, but um, this week, what do we have? This week we have um, actually a friend of mine, Pierre Saint-Jacques. He is the spotlight rider for the 2010 World Equestrian Games show, and he's doing an interview with Gwen and Samantha on that show, and he's joining us as well. And we're looking forward to hearing all about his road to the World Equestrian Games next year. Well, that'll be great to hear from him. I, I um, haven't been able to hear from uh, what's going on in his life lately, so I'll be very interested in that for sure. Well, what have you been up to this week? Well, I've had a, I've had a really good week here. It's uh, decided to be summer in Kentucky. Uh, we had a really cool July, and now it's it's quite warm. So uh, we're working the horses, but I'm getting up a little earlier than normal just uh, because of the heat, uh, but everyone's working well, and I have a horse show coming up next week. Um, I'm taking a sales horse and uh, a lot of clients to um, a really fun show that we have here, so we're all working hard, and um, how about you? How was your week? Um, mine was pretty good. It's a little more back to normal life now. We had that symposium here in Esperg uh, um, last week, and that was a lot of work and a lot of fun, a lot of organizing, but now it's just sort of back to normal and that's good too so riding and teaching and a lot of uh, still working on on the house that we're remodeling but it's coming to a almost to an end now so we're very excited about that I but, believe um, it going back to normal sometimes is the best yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some um, news to talk about a little bit here first. We have a few news items, um, one from the United States Dressage Federation. Um, they are pleased to announce that Cassandra Bartow and Gina Francis Holsteiner Stallion GP Raymeister um, were awarded this year's Fiona Bond Pursuit of Excellence Memorial Trophy. Um, Cassandra is originally from Orlando, Florida. Uh, but now she lives in Maple Park, Illinois. And in her last year's young rider, Cassie earned the title of uh, Collecting Gates Farm USEF National Young Rider Champion. Um, she was a member of the silver medal winning young rider team representing Region 2. Um, she and Ray Meister also earned the gold in the FEI North American Young Rider Freestyle Championship. Um, her overall score was 69.3. That sounds pretty good. Yes. <laughs> uh, at this year's NAYRC, that's the North American Young Riders Championships, 
um, earning her the honor of the Fiona, Fiona Bond Pursuit of Excellence Memorial Trophy. So she is really on her way to a, quite a successful career, isn't she? And you, you must know her, um, I, I do know her. I do know her. We, um, we live in the same region, so I was rooting for her, uh, not only at Gladstone at the Collecting Gates uh, National Finals, but also here at the Young Rider Finals in Lexington. And um, I've seen her grow up since she was really little, I, I would see her at all the shows, so I'm really excited and excited to see her riding evolve and, and grow as we all do through the years. So I'm very excited for her and, and wish her all the best in, in her career. I know she's a very busy, busy girl riding a lot, of, a lot of horses with her family, you know, in a big business in Chicago. So I wish her all the That's luck great. and uh, can't wait to see her continue to grow. Yeah, real up-and-coming star there. Keep an eye on that one. Um, And then a bit of news from my little corner of the world over here in Denmark. It's very exciting to announce that um, the Danish bread gelding Hunerup's driver dazzled judges and crowds uh, and undisputedly won the world championship for five-year-old dressage horses in Ferden on Saturday, um, August 8th. That's Ferden, Germany. The World Championships there um, under International Grand Prix rider and World Grand Prix champion, silver medalist, Andreas Helgstrand. Um, and the liver, chair, liver Chestnut Powerhouse received a stunning score of 9.46 in total. That is just wow. unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. And Helgstrand made uh, World Young Horse Championship history by also earning the silver medal with his second ride at uh, UNO Donna Unique. Uh, also with a great score of 9.08. So he got the gold and the silver in the five-year-olds this year in, in the World Championships at Verdun. He's riding the two best five-year-olds in the world at the moment. He must be pretty much on cloud nine about that. I would think so. I would be, for sure. So I'm excited <laughs> for him, and that's incredible. Those scores are amazing. So congratulations, for sure. Well, and wow. I'm a little proud, too, because both of those horses are, um, one is, uh, Don Shufro is the mother's father, and the other one, Don Shufro is the sire, and my horse is by Don Shufro, so I have a little that bit of extra uh, we'll congratulations there. Yeah, I'll take that for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, that's wonderful. Yeah. So, um, the next bit was that Saturday was uh, the day of the individual medals during the FEI European Championships for dressage for juniors and young riders. And Dutch rider Lotje Schutz, riding Torricelli, succeeded in winning her 10th gold medal in the youth competitions. Can you imagine? 10 medals, wow. German rider Fabian Lukemeyer won silver, followed by the second Dutch rider, this was going to be hard to pronounce, Marigi Van Balen, who, yeah, who, uh, (laughs) she won the bronze, so... Uh, it was a thrilling competition for the juniors, which ended with all the medals being won by German riders. Um, the supremacy of the German Sanika Rottenberger was overwhelming, riding Devereaux. She scored a total of 76%, which is a 4% difference with number uh, between her and the number two um, German Charlotte Maria Sherman and World of Dreams with a 72.2. Bronze medal um, was won by Louise Lutgen and her horse Habitus scoring 71.7. So those are just fantastic scores for these young riders and you know what an amazing start for them and 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 it's just a really exciting I really wish I could have seen that competition too. Me too, that would have been fun for sure. Yeah. Well, Heather, I'm really excited to hear about how Paragon is doing this week when hear about Paragon's diary. 
Well, thanks, Reese. Um, I'm really excited to say that he's uh, doing even better than last week. I, I'm so happy today because I had, you know, when you've got that really great ride and you can come home and everything else can go wrong and it's still a great day. I had one of those today and, um, and partly, mostly just because of how he was in his confidence and in his energy and how he, I know that he knew that he was beautiful today. It was just that feeling of he, he just knew it and he really loved the work today and so because everything was going so well and we have started the hip the tempi changes and every now and then i just see about doing some one-time changes because if he's really ready we just do them and it's been fine but i've always kept it to about five of them maybe six of them and they've gone okay well today it just was so easy that i asked for 15 and i got them all wow how exciting <laughs> so, it's really exciting, and he just kind of breezed through it like he didn't even know it happened. It was just such a non-event, and that was even more exciting part of it. It was nothing, nothing over the top about it at all. He just, he acted like it was everyday part of his routine, and that was no problem. So I'm very excited about that, and I think he was too. And the other little bit that's fun about uh, um, his diary this week is that we discovered he really likes bananas, and I've, I've. Know some other horses to like bananas, but I had no idea he did until I was eating my lunch around him one day, and and he decided he was going to beg for my my lunch, which was a banana, and I put it up to him, and he just gobbled it down like he's had a mode of life. So he he now has to um, have, a, have a banana daily, especially after a ride like this. So that's <laughs> it. Have a lot more than one. My cat. Yeah, also I should get loves- him a whole bunch. Yeah, my Casper loves bananas as well, and he, he will about knock you down for it. It's his favorite treat as well. I don't know what it is about bananas. I don't know. Maybe this is the most sugar content you can get in a fruit or something, but you yeah, know what? Exactly. Whatever he wants. If he wants bananas, bananas it is. <laughs> yeah, he gets 15 runs every day. He can have bananas all he wants. That's Casper exactly. gets plenty of bananas as well. Exactly. <laughs> Well, what an exciting week. I, I, I just have goosebumps just hearing about it because that is so fun and, and really brings, um, obviously, a joy to your life, and, and it's just great to hear how he's doing. So that is, that is really fun. So thanks for sharing, and I, ca- I can't wait to hear that he gets 15 ones two days in a row for sure. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't go away. We're going to hear from our commercial next, and uh, I look forward to our next segment. It is fantastic to have our friends at Equestrian Life as the title sponsors for the Dressage Radio Show. If you have not been to Equestrian Life yet, you need to go. In addition to being the official social community for the Horse Radio Network, it is one of the fastest-growing horse communities on the Internet. It is truly the Facebook for horse people. The goal of EquestrianLife.com is to bring equestrians together and to provide them with the breadth and depth of information and tools they need to learn and connect with other horse lovers who share the same passion. EquestrianLife.com is a fun, inviting website that strives to provide its members with a world-class experience that fosters the expression of all the ways people enjoy their horses and the people who are part of the horse world. EquestrianLife.com's social media platform provides users with cutting-edge applications and tools, such as people in horse profiles, social Q&A, status updates, messaging, photo uploading, groups, comments, blogs, expert high-definition videos, directories, birthday reminders, alerts, messaging, and on and on and on, in addition to their partnership with the Horse Radio Network. 
This community is designed by horse people for horse people and is filled with educational and entertaining video and audio all about our horses. Ride on over to Equestrian Life today, sign up for free, and tell all of your friends. If you love horses, equestrianlife.com is the place to be. Well, I'm very excited to introduce my friend Pierre Saint-Jacques. He is chatting with Samantha and Glenn on the 2010 radio show. Pierre was chosen to be the spotlight dressage rider for the World Equestrian Games, and we're going to hear all about his journey to the Games. And I'm very happy to announce that he and his girlfriend, Samantha, are planning to get married August 22nd. So I'm very excited for them, and I can't wait to hear the interview. Hello, Pierre, and welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Uh, You were born in Canada but became a U.S. citizen in 1999. Who do you hope to represent next year at the World Equestrian Games? Um, I really hope to represent the U.S. Uh, I've always um, wanted to ride for the U.S. team because um, from the very start of my riding career, um, I've only, uh, most of the help that I've gotten through the years has been through Americans. And um, it's always been my goal to, to represent the U.S. Tell us a little bit about your riding history. Uh, well, I, I, I started riding um, relatively late compared to most people. I think I was in my late teens, probably about 17 or 18, when I decided I wanted to ride horses. And um, a long, long time ago, I picked up this magazine, and um, there was an article uh, with Carol Lavelle and, um, and about her horses and where she lived. And that's, I remember exactly, that's when I, I decided I'd pick a phone, I mean, I tried to find her phone number through information and found out she lived in Vermont, which was um, about an hour and a half where, uh, from where I lived. I used to live in Montreal. And uh, I got her phone number and I called her up and told her I wanted to do dressage. And um, a couple, I, I don't remember exactly, but I know that a couple of weeks later um, I drove down to her place in Vermont and met up with her and um, that's where our relationship started and um, she was my very first instructor and, and, and later has, has become one of my you know one of my best friends she took me on she took me um, I had a, at that time I had a really um, a little Percheron thoroughbred cross and um, she looked at me and sort of went this is not going to be a dressage horse <laughs> Oh, but I, 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 I was just going to say, Sam, I love him already. The Percherons <laughs> are my favorite breed. So, well, I, I had, I had, you know, very little money, and I had gotten this horse um, as a, as a, I think at that time he was three years old, and um, by the time I met Carol, he had, he was five, and he was under saddle, and so that was my very first horse, and I. Um, you know, I took him over to her place, and um, she, she, I remember she sort of shook her head and said, well, if you really want to do this, this, this is not the horse, but um, I'll be glad to help you. And um, I took a lot of lessons from her on some board horses, and eventually my parents were able to help me finance a horse, um, uh, and uh, I was able to purchase a horse named Perspective. And um, that was my very first uh, dressage horse. And um, I purchased him through Carol. Carol had imported him. And um, 
I, I was still learning at that time, so um, he, uh, how should I say it, he was a little bit of a difficult horse in the beginning, and um, so uh, he eventually became a Grand Prix horse, but not through me. Um, uh, my ex-wife uh, rode him to Grand Prix, um, and I, in exchange for her having to ride on that horse, I, um, I got to learn on a bunch of other horses. Um, and, um, Which was probably so, a good thing anyway. It was. It was a good thing. I, I mean, I rode him up to second level and got some experience, but it was much better for me to have um, some experienced schoolmasters at that time. And um, so I, I'm, I'm sort of glad that that's the road that, that, that I chose. And the horse you have um, now is absolutely beautiful, and um, he's called Lucky Tiger. You're having a pretty phenomenal season at the moment. Can you tell us a little bit about your spring and summer so far? Um, yes, he is phenomenal. He's he's a really nice horse, um, and I, he's he's by far the best horse I've ever had. Um, uh, my my season kind of started off without any. I sort of had no aspirations as to um, to to qualify for Gladstone. Um, I I just really wanted to just make him solid in the Grand Prix, and um, I had done a bunch of local shows in Orlando and uh, in um, Newberry, not far from where I live in Ocala, and. Um, he, every time I went out in the arena and did a Grand Prix at a local show, he just kept getting better and better. And then I got through the season, and I tried a CDI down in Wellington, and um, I had an okay ride. It wasn't great, but um, the horse itself, was I felt, was way more um, trustworthy and, and positive about the whole thing, even though my score didn't reflect it. So I went back after that CDI, I think it was in January, um, and I came home and I did more more work and more homework and, and did a couple more local shows and um, the horse felt better and better. So I decided, and there was only two selection trials left in the season to qualify for Gladstone, and so it, which meant a lot of driving. And um, the first one was um, at Lamplight, um, up in Chicago and so off we went to Chicago and did that and got a good score of course was was very um, very positive was a very positive experience um, and um, did my my special over there and got one of the qualifiers qualifiers out of the way and I felt that the next one at at Raleigh um, I felt positive going into Raleigh and um, I guess after the two the, the two Qualifiers. My score was good enough to to qualify for Gladstone. And you won which, both of those, didn't you, Pierre? Uh, I won the Grand Prix in Lamplight, and I was second at the uh, Grand Prix in Raleigh. Yep. And um, the, the, I love Raleigh. I always love competing at Raleigh, and uh, it's such a fun show, and it's a really like you know electric atmosphere. And um, he really did a. He was. He was fun to ride at Raleigh, and um, well, and then you went up to uh, New Jersey and drowned. Yes. Well, <laughs> my horse, whether it rains or I mean, he it, it could be a hundred degrees, um, it could be raining. He he really doesn't mind the weather condition. I can always 
count on that. He is a he's a really good mutter. Um, he he really is concentrated in the arena, and so I never I never really have to worry about the weather. Um, if one thing, uh, you know, I I don't really like riding in the rain, and I don't think anybody really likes riding in the rain. But uh, once you get used to it, um, you just do your test, and and you know you do what you're supposed to do. I guess you do your job, and and things fall into place. And and they did but, fall into place at, at Gladstone, didn't they? They did. Um, I was first to go, and um, a lot of people are always weary of being first to go. And um, I've I've done this for a long time, and um, you do a good test, and the judges will reward you regardless of if you're first or last. And um, I sort of went in there with nothing to lose. I was just I was in Gladstone. I was going in my mind. I was. Um, ready to do as as good or the best test that I have done all season. And um, my horse is very trustworthy, and, and so he went in and, and did his job. And um, I think because I was first to go, I may have ridden a little bit harder and a little bit more positively, and I think my scores reflected that because so far I think that's the highest um, Grand Prix score I've had at a CDI in his career. And um, I was very, very pleased with him. Yeah, and you finished second there? I did. Uh, I, fin- I was reserve champion um, after the weekend. That's fantastic. Um, congratulations. Well, congratulations. And, uh, That's great. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun. I'm very, very happy. It was, it, was good. it was good for me. It was good for the horse. I was really, uh, you know, he's, I'm happy for me, but I really want to do good by my horse. And uh, I was really pleased with him. And I want to explain to everybody that's around the world that may under, not understand what being and riding and you know winning reserve champion at Gladstone means here in the United States. Can you share a little bit of that? Why that's so so meaningful to everybody here? Well, Gladstone is um, basically our Grand Prix championships in the U.S. and um, it's the top twelve to fifteen riders um, that compete head to head, and you have a series of, of uh, qualifying shows all over the U.S., uh, California, Midwest, and uh, in the North and Southeast. And um, from those scores, um, they pick the top 12 riders in the country. And um, so these were the top 12 horses uh, in the U.S. Uh, at this competition. So, and, and, of course, the, the Gladstone itself is steeped in history, uh, you know, as one of the one of the older venues here in the United States for for competition, it, it is. And Gladstone is is um, as you as you grow up and and doing this sport, um, Gladstone is something that's 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 what you want to do. That's where you want that's where you want to qualify and you want to to, to go and compete. Uh, you know, this is it's the team headquarters. It's where all the other great riders and you know, all the memories of the great riders are there. And all these great horses that have gone through that that place, um, it's just it's just special. Uh, and you, it's um, it's sort of our hall of fame. And um, you know, uh, it's it's a beautiful facility and it's a fun place to compete. And um, you know, it, it never gets old competing at Gladstone. You always that's that's what you want to try to qualify for. Gosh. And you're aiming for dressage at Devon next, um, another pretty special show. And then um, 
What do you have? What do you have planned after that? Um, well, it, I don't. I'm, I think what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to take it easy this summer. I'm, I have to work on your freestyle. Um, and um, my freestyle um, is is really old, and I haven't done a freestyle in in a long time. And I need to make it a little bit more difficult, and I want a little bit more lively music. And then um, I want to compete at Devon, and I'm gonna I'm already qualified to compete at Devon, so it's just a matter of, of filling out the entry form. And then after Devon, um, I think I'm going to. Um, work through the fall and make my horse, uh, you know, that much stronger, that much more, um, you know, you can always make a horse stronger and make him better. And uh, I'll, I'll see how the season works out in during the winter, early fall and, you know, early winter and see, decide which shows I want to go to to try to qualify for, um, for Gladstone for the... Who, that's going to determine, you know, the, the team for the WEG, and yeah. um, we'll see where things fall. So um, that'll, that will be Gladstone that determines that then, next year. Right. It's, it's, basically, it's basically the same thing as this year, except that from the winners of Gladstone, um, they will pick the team that will, go, that will represent the U.S. Um, at the WEG. Well, we're going to be here rooting for you. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I know that this winter I heard that um, your girlfriend is a Canadian eventer, and I know that you spent some time going around to the events with her and, and warming up your horse there and, and scaring all the other eventers who thought they might have to compete against you when they saw you riding around the arenas. Do you think you'll be doing that again they, this winter? <laughs> um, I don't. Experience? I <laughs> I, it was a great experience, and and it was fun because I didn't, I wasn't competing at the time. I'm not sure that I'll do it again this year, um, but I will. Um, it, it was quite an experience taking him to. I mean, he basically came wherever we went during the year that Samantha was qualifying for the Olympics, and and I had nothing on, you know, major going on. So it was really fun, and it was fun to me for me to to see new venues and meet new people and and expose him to all sorts of stuff. But he he, he was quite the the subject. Of a lot of conversations. You don't harbor any ambitions to event or jump now? Oh, I do. I think at some point, um, I, I grew up jumping a little bit, and uh, I think at some point I want to find um, a really nice thoroughbred and um, maybe do a little bit lower level event. I have no aspirations to doing what Samantha does. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's scary and it's they're you know they're very big fences and <laughs> she knows what she's doing and she's been doing it since she was a kid and, and so does uh, she ever rub that in your face anyway uh, just thought i'd ask uh no you know what it's kind of we have a great relationship because we both are involved in horses and um but yet we're in two different disciplines and um it's there's no there's no competition and that's that's kind of fun, and um, I can help her with her dressage a little bit. And uh, if I, I and I have taken some jumping lessons from her just for for fun. And so if I do decide to do some some lower level eventing, um, I have a really good coach. <laughs> and you know that if you do come to Kentucky, the the Kentucky thoroughbreds are they're they're well up there. It's, I think that I the U.S. they're among the best. I think that the U.S. has some of the best thoroughbreds in the world and um and i wish i wish as dressage riders we had more access to the top thoroughbreds and i wish there were some thoroughbreds that go into big time racing that we we could 
turn into dressage horses because there are some really beautiful horses in the U.S. And we tend to forget that. And we always tend to go towards the warm bloods. But there are plenty of really good um, U.S. bred thoroughbreds that would make wonderful horses. Oh, Glenn, you see, now I love him too. He's (laughs) talking about my favorite horses. That's right. And we live here in Lexington. So, you know, we're in the heart of it all. I do have a... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask you, I was getting back to the Olympics a little bit. I'm sure you were there watching uh, watching your girlfriend ride for the Canadian team. Yep. Are, do you find yourself as nervous as when you ride watching her do her thing? Um, I, I actually, I, I get more nervous watching somebody else ride than, than when I ride. And, yeah. Uh, it's, um, and, and it's a funny kind of nervous it's not a nervous because i'm afraid that she's going to get hurt or you know i'm more afraid because i'm more nervous because i want her to do well right and i want everything to go well for her and um it's certainly not uh any nervousness because of of the sport it's just um you just want you know you want someone that's close to you to do as as well as they can and you want it in the horse's you know, it's it's so difficult to have everything line up for you, and and you know, there's only one winner, and uh, it, it uh, you just want everything to just fall into place for that person, and um, you know, you that's know what where the nervousness it, comes from. You know, what's interesting, Pierre, is we do uh, another show called the Stable Scoop Radio Show, and actually, we the most popular episode we've ever done on the network is a horse husbands episode that we do every year. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we get yes. we get four horse husbands together, including me, and we sit around and talk about what it's like to be a horse husband. And what we found is interesting because we've had competitors, serious competitors on. We had Greg Tryon, who's the uh, husband uh-huh. of Amy Tryon. Yep. And we had Greg on last year and everything. And, and what I found in talking to people is even if you're a top-level rider like you are, you go through the same horse husband stuff that that uh that a non-rider husband goes through <laughs> it's the same stuff uh, absolutely absolutely it's the same i mean you just have to i when i'm when i'm not competing and helping samantha i am i am the horse husband basically and i have a little bit of a job as a coach but um the rest of the you know the rest of the time i'm there to support and uh you know that's that's oh, so, so tell me are, are sometimes you not doing it right too uh well I probably a little bit. <laughs> she, she's so nice. She doesn't. She probably doesn't tell me that I'm not doing something right. But Aww, good. Well, we'll have certain, to listen there, to this episode. Yeah, Samantha's going to be calling her. <laughs> uh, but, you know uh, what? We we're running out of time, but we we have done something fun. We ask a couple of silly questions at the end for all our spotlight riders, and we're going to ask you a couple of silly questions too. Uh, so what do you listen to on your iPod? What kind of music? Oh, my God. Um, I listen to ACDC. Um, no I listen way. to... You're a dressage uh, rider. Yeah. yeah. I listen to... Green Day. So no wonder uh, you want to change your well, freestyle. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I listen to Green Day. I listen to... Um, I, I, lot of, I, you know, I listen to a lot of techno music. Um, and I also, I also listen to... Um, uh, you know, opera and stuff like that. But yeah, mostly rock music. There you go. Well, Samantha, you pick one of the other ones. The last How one. Do you, are you a fast or a slow driver? Do you get speeding tickets or parking tickets? Uh, I'm a fast driver. ACDC when he's going down the road. If I didn't ride horses, I'd be racing cars. Well, there you go. 
There you right. go. Well, it, it's been so much fun. We're going to have you back about every eight weeks to give us an update of what you've been up to. And we're going to be building uh, web pages for all of the writers and following all the articles written about you and reporting on you on the show on a regular basis. And we'll be looking forward to meeting you in person when you do qualify and get picked for the team next year. Oh, that's great. I look forward to that, too. Thank you very much, Pierre. You're very welcome. It was nice talking to you guys. Well, that was great to hear about Pierre and Pierre and his life and what's going on with him. Um, and we'll we'll keep up with you know how it's going on his journey up to the um, World Equestrian Games, and hopefully it's a long journey and it's all the way up to it. And <laughs> we'll keep a uh, keep track of that. Um, next, um, we're going to hear from another another sponsor. So don't go away. Well, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know we talk a lot about Kentucky Performance Products, and that's because they are a name you can trust to give you the most value for your supplement money. Kentucky Performance Products offer supplements designed to target specific problems and are made with high-quality ingredients included at effective levels. The company's supplements are intended to complement, not compete, with your dressage horse's current feeding program, guarding against over-supplementation, and each product is backed by sound research and the money-back satisfaction guarantee. And today we'd like to talk to you about Nalox, the original equine antacid. It's recommended by veterinarians and leading horsemen as a way of maintaining a healthy stomach, which reduces the risk of ulcers. Nalox can be given daily to horses exposed to stressful conditions or as needed when shipping, competing, or during stall confinement. You know, you can learn about Nalox and all the products at Kentucky Performance Products at KPP. USA.com. That's Kentucky Performance Products at KPPUSA.com. Now, I can't wait to introduce Heather again and to hear her training tip of the week. Heather, take it away. <laughs> well, I thought about talking about a little bit about um, uh, medium gates or you know getting into extended gates, and I know it's a it's a big deal for a lot of riders and a lot of horses, and it's kind of like a milestone that you can say that you cross when you get to the point where you can ride medium and extended gates. And I think a lot of people get a lot of excitement out of riding medium and extended. It's where we all want to take pictures and where we think our horses look the most beautiful and. Um, and it, it is true, and I think the beauty comes from the fact that it requires so much skill and balance and strength um, in order to, to do it right. So, you know, therefore um, lies the challenge, <laughs> how to get all the things in the right place so that it's not just a matter of running um, when you go more forward into medium or extensions. And I think it, it, first of all, if you think about the medium trot being based on collected trot, and if you're, for instance, just riding at the beginning level, um, like first level or L level in Europe, uh, and your horse pretty much just does sort of working trot, then you can only expect maybe to get a little bit of lengthening in, when you ride them more forward. And as you progress up into more collected work, and your horse has learned how to um, shorten the steps with a bit more impulsion in the in the shorter steps. Then you can imagine on the other end of the scale, you can go more into something that has power in uh, bigger steps and uh, where you might develop some real medium trot or some uh, eventually extended trot. So the more your horse has the strength to really collect and, and, and shorten uh, their body from the back to the front and to really get some... 
um, abdominal strength and some back strength to really take their their center of gravity further back and make the steps shorter um, can give them the impulsion and the power that they're going to need and definitely the balance that they're going to have to keep um, when they start to push into medium gates and extended gates. So when you get to that point then, um, the exercise they have, I know in the in the you know USDF tests, and I'm pretty sure the ones here too in Europe have a, a beginning test where you have medium trot, where you have to collect about four or five steps somewhere in the middle of the line that you're riding for the um, medium. So you have to make a few steps in medium trot and then a number of steps in collected trot and then finish again in medium trot. And I think it is just a really fantastic exercise, not just to have to get through at the show, but to really use it in, in how you build your medium trot at home. Um, it gives you a chance to rebalance in the middle and, um, you know, rather than practicing an entire long side or an entire diagonal, of all one power and one length of stride, one type of medium trot, by the end of it, a younger, greener horse is most likely going to have run out of some strength or some balance or some organization by the end. So that exercise of going some medium, collect, medium, I think is really a super super one to base your training on at home as well. Um, And then if you do a diagonal when it's sort of green still for the horse, definitely make short diagonals, um, you know, rather than the whole long diagonal where it's the, the, especially if you're working in an arena that's 20 by 60 meters. Um, Yeah, so I think that it's it's a big deal for a lot of riders and, and horses to get to the point where they're working in medium and definitely in extended uh, gates. But just take the time to develop it on collection, develop it on balance work, and, you know, pretty much one step at a time until you know, and only go for as many steps as you feel like really stay organized and the horse has the power and the strength and the training to do it. And um, just keep being patient about it and developing it little by little and it will um, definitely come uh, if you spend the time doing it so that's my advice for today on the training tip I think that was great thanks Heather I appreciate it you're welcome <laughs> well I'm lucky enough I get to talk about the giveaways for the week for um, <laughs> the August horse radio show giveaways so I'm excited I always like to give stuff away give prizes away so yeah, that's the fun stuff. <laughs> I know. We have four great prizes for you this for, for our viewers uh, this month. Uh, from Equestrian Collections, we have two $50 gift certificates. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips at a price you can afford. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. From Kentucky Performance Products, a 75-day supply of joint armor, a scientifically based formula that provides your horse with the building blocks necessary to maintain healthy joints throughout his life. For more information, visit kppusa.com. And from KBC Horse Horse Supplies, KBC has donated one of their very nice triple stitch halters with custom nameplates. This is the same as top quality halters that they sell to all the famous racehorses here in Kentucky. KBC is a local Lexington company with worldwide reach. Visit, visit them at kbchorsesupplies.com. And I have to say, personally, I love their halters. We, everybody has them at our house. And <laughs> I have to get myself go, one. <laughs> yeah, they're great. <laughs> also go to dressageradio, dressageradio.com and click on the giveaway banners on the right side of the page. We will choose from the winners at the end of this month. Sign up and win today. 
It's free and easy. Great. Well, I'm going to do that next. <laughs> I want one of those halters. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> um, and don't forget that you can follow our show notes at uh, dressageradio.com. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us that. You can leave a voicemail um, or you can email us at uh, chris at horseradionetwork.com or me, um, heather at horseradionetwork.com. And the Dressage Radio Show has a fan page on Facebook, and there's a link to the page on our website. So make sure you go there. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. Um, you can read my blog and get information uh, on my clinics at heatherblitz.info. Haven't done a blog in a while, but I will, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, we would like to thank our sponsors, Equestrian Life and Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. So that is our show for today. And Reese, I think that you're starting to become uh, sort of used to this co-hosting uh, thing. Huh? This, is, this is a lot easier than our first show, for sure. I have to say, I'm getting a, getting a little. I'm getting in the groove a little more now. Yeah, I think you like it, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better. I'm not. Wasn't quite as nervous this time. <laughs> so, well, Heather, I want to wish you. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say, I I don't think uh, I'm going to be here next week. Chris is coming back, so um, I really want to wish you good luck with Paragon, and I'm sure I'll be talking to you soon. Yeah, well, thanks, Reese, and really good luck with your upcoming competitions too, and. Um, um, everything else that you've got going on and um, we'll, we'll be back in touch with you anyway because you're going to still make guest appearances on our show often so we'll definitely hear from you in the, in the near future well, I can't wait to show uh, to share kind of how Casper and I how our journey is going to go this winter in Florida looking forward to it so Heather, until you and Chris meet uh, again next week good luck and mind your riding 